Welcome to the Homeschool Together podcast. Where one working mom and a stay-at-home dad help you navigate the nuts and bolts of the growing and dynamic world of homeschooling. With a focus on early learners. Like me! All the ins and outs of building and maintaining your homeschool life. Homeschool! Find out tips and tricks to make things like this easier. I'm reading! And ultimately, enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing? Have fun together! Did I do good, Daddy? (laughs) Yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. Hello and welcome to Homeschool Together. She's Ariel, and according to an unbiased review by a three-year-old, I'm the greatest daddy of all time. (laughs) She is to be believed in all things. Yes, and and all it takes is a Costco smoothie to make her happy. (laughs) As as the father of three in front of me learned the super secret, (laughs) top top secret method of, of, of winning the affection of your child, I told him he wasn't withholding his love enough. (laughs) <laughs> you, know, you got to let those little things really magnify <laughs> under the spotlight. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, if you have a chance, head down in the show notes, see all of our links, all of our social medias. What's more important is this is our second anniversary of running the podcast and we yes. have done this. Is, we have more online time than a West Coast power station. What? 100 podcasts in one year. Yeah. Yeah. We, this is our, this is our two year anniversary episode. Yeah. Woo. I feel like we, I should have one of those things to blow, you know. Like the, a foghorn? No, not a foghorn. A dad horn? <laughs> you know, like a, like a, you know, a New Year's you celebrate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this is, this is two years, two years two for years. us since we started our, our humble little podcast. Two dark years. <laughs> 100 episodes this last year. Yeah, we, we put out the content this and year. And we brought 50,000 downloads of this yeah. podcast in the last calendar year which is really exciting for us exciting. we've grown a lot from our first year you know we started this during the pandemic when um we felt we needed a hobby no um well no. everybody else was getting dogs we already had a dog so we got a podcast <laughs> that's right we went to our local podcast <laughs> you know rescue yeah. shelter we walked in and there were so many so many podcast ideas sitting on the shelf we said what this is a very long dad thing? joke we don't know anything about this <laughs> You know, it was one of those things where so many people were trying to uh, sh- suddenly shift to homeschooling in such a short period of time, and I ended up spending hours a night online helping other families on Facebook, and you were on the stay-at-home dad group of Reddit, and we mm-hmm. were just, we were spending all of our time trying to like um, calm people down and about the prospect of homeschooling and, and help them by giving them some just easy first step encouragement. So we started this podcast and originally it was, it was just going to be, you know, we wanted to take people through the basics Mm -hmm. and we didn't know exactly how long it was going to last. And then I think this is true for me anyway. I didn't really expect this. Um, I know you've wanted to do a podcast for a really long time, but I really have. Now you have. Um, I really fell in love with this and with doing this with you as something that we do together and the number of people... See, we, we, we sometimes batch record. We haven't been in the, the podcast studio here. I know like we haven't weeks. been. Uh, well, it's, it was a little, it was well, a little challenging because I had... The COVID. Yeah, I had a bad cough with COVID and I couldn't the, uh, get rid of YouTube it. People who YouTube saw the last, our last, our final around the world video <laughs> yeah. was a, sol- a sad solo dad adventure to literally, the Antarctic. <laughs> literally, we were setting up together and I was like coughing through the entire like, setup of here. the video equipment. Be able to do this. He's like, I'm not sure you're going to make it. I had to go to the living room, me and 
my bag of Ricolas and just Ricola. <laughs> it was bad. So we haven't been in, in our studio, our home office in a little okay. while to record. Um, but yeah, we fell in love with this and doing this and we just wanted to take today's episode and look mm-hmm. back on the last year and we got some updates from some of the families we interviewed kind of Absolutely. early during this this uh, podcast year and so it's been a little while since we've heard from them and, and then we're what they're re- doing recap a couple of our favorite episodes yeah, yeah. this is this is a fluff episode for us we just wanted to we just <laughs> wanted to but, look back but, but, but and talk about but some of our favorite bad episodes fluff. it's like it's like the marshmallow fluff it's like the yeah, can of fluff I think that you want to sit down and watch you know you know some show yeah, on netflix this isn't a concise fluff. episode yeah. But we're going to have a lot of links. These are our favorite episodes. And I think for those of you who our have just started new. listening to the podcast, yeah, and oh, you're newer he- homeschoolers. Heaven help them they, that this is their first episode. <laughs> yeah, you might have you <laughs> might have a lot to catch up on. But, but we're, we're going to list some of our favorite yeah, episodes right. we've done this year. And I think some of those are going to be super helpful to those of you who are new. So, uh, and for those of you who've been listening to everything and you've heard all these interviews, hopefully you enjoy this update from some wonderful families we've loved everyone we've interviewed and uh, you know reminder to everyone out there that we would love to hear from you if That's you're right. willing at all to talk to us and and be interviewed about your bite. yeah we don't we don't bite not anymore not and anymore. Uh, we, we learned our lesson yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, you're willing to talk about your family. It's very relaxed and we just love to hear from families because ultimately every homeschool family does things differently. And so when others hear your story, even if you think like, oh, I don't have anything interesting to talk about my homeschool and it's half chaos half the time, like that's okay. Your reasons for homeschooling, your approach to it, Mm -hmm. how you've overcome some struggles, the things that you're worried about with homeschooling, all of it, it's it's uh it's like therapeutic. It's therapeutic for me to hear it. And mm-hmm. I think for other new homeschoolers to Absolutely. hear like too, I'm not alone and everybody has different struggles and that's okay. Some people have got some people have got their planning like down to a T, but they can't get their kids motivated. Other people yeah. are like it's chaos in their house, yeah, but their exactly. kids, you know, get their work done even though they do it on the trampoline. It's like everybody just has like different we all have different struggles, and it's nice to hear. So, so reach out. Yeah, you, well, and you caught back up with everybody. Um, yeah, and, and I think it's safe to say that with the with the podcast experience of these parents that we talked to, we were the greatest podcast they were ever on. I mean, I think we were the only podcast they were ever on, <laughs> except uh, Porter Singer. She has her own podcast, so we're not going to make yeah, a comment about count, that. Yeah, she Porter doesn't count. Porter doesn't count. But yes, we did. We got so let's start some off, great Porter. updates. Yeah, so let's talk about Porter. So if we could remember Porter, she was uh, a musical artist. She actually runs her own podcast. We'll make sure to, we're going to link everybody's interview in in the show notes below. So if you find someone that like, hey, I really want to hear about that person, go ahead and click down below and you can get that episode. Porter was kind of a like very radical unschooler. I think one of the, you know, um, really embraced the idea of intrinsic motivation and Mm -hmm. allowing their children to really dictate what they want to learn and really going with that. And um, we remember she kind of had a divided family. I, I think her husband, her her ex husband, was in uh, Mexico, That's and right. so they they would travel and and go back and forth. Yep, she had two boys, two boys, and, and they would road school in Mexico, exactly. which was really cool. So, so, what are they up to now? Yeah, we interviewed her back in March. Um, and where where are they now? Where are the stars now? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Porter said her boys are doing great. They are still unschooling, and uh, her kids are into fit- video editing. So, oh, her oldest is into uh, film creation and editing, and her younger son is doing animation. And so they have just they've dived headfirst into that. And they're she said they're 
they're just kind of might be hitting against the bounds of the equipment that they have and they might need to be upgrading soon. Um, so you, you can think about all the things that you can yeah. learn in you know, creating a video, you've got to, you know, plan what you're going to film and how you're going to film well, it, the setup and then we, editing the computer we've, we've had multiple technology. people now that have talked about doing film, film work. And I right. think we'll, we'll talk about another interview as well, where they talked about their film stuff, but that's really cool. Like they're, they're really getting into film editing. What a wonderful way to, you know, to synergize the art, creativity, yeah. and also computer technology, which I think, you know, can, you know, leverage into almost any skill. So what a wonderful way to kind of blend everything together. Yeah, absolutely. They're going to, they're planning a big trip to Europe in the fall, and hey. then they're going to Mexico in the winter. So they're going to be doing a lot of road schooling this year. Yeah. I'm excited to hear uh, what happens with that. Maybe I'll check in with her next year, but uh, their family is doing great. So that's our first update from our interview with Porter Singer. Next up, we have an update from Kristen Dexness. We interviewed her back in November, so it's been quite a while for her, so we can give you a little bit of a background on her story. So if, if we if you go back in the way machine, remember what Kristen de- did, she was, this was really cool, where she was actually running her own little cottage school, kind of on her front porch, like front porch school. Mm-hmm. Now we've had pool school, we've had road school, now we have front porch school. Yeah. And she did her homeschooling for her daughter, I think. She like was seven at seven the time at the we time. interviewed her. And she had basically a number of other homeschooling families that, you know, piggybacked onto her experience. And she was also uh, in somewhat, some way educating them as well. Right. Yeah. Um, they would of, do art like and Almost like a pod. We, we've heard the reading. term pods in, 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 during the homeschool, for homeschool yeah. during the, the pandemic. Similar. So that, similar to that. Yeah. Similar. She wasn't a certified teacher. Yeah. She's, she's really, it really is a cottage school. And, you know, I think that that can sometimes be confusing to yeah, people because the they hear pods, yeah, but really pods have yeah. certified teachers and cottage schools. This is something kind of different. But yeah. yeah, she had this whole group of kids that she was teaching and they were all friends before the pandemic. And then once that started and then she was like, you know, I, I'm, none of the co-ops worked for her. And she finally like, I think I'm just going to start my own cottage school. And so she did. And she I, has this. You, we were laughing about it today. I'm waiting for that backpack funding. I'm going to start the Matt Booza school. Yeah. We need at least 10 kids. It was funny because she was saying that all the kids were friends and they, and she was like, you know, I'm just going to do this myself. Will everybody yeah, come? Right. And they're like, know. yeah. And she, she runs a dance studio. So she was already kind of used to managing a group, a group oh, of man. kids. And uh, her daughter just thrived with that. And so but, she was, she was busy homeschooling and doing this cottage school a couple talk, days a week. But talk about like a development that happened in the last, you know, six or seven months. She, you know, she de-schooled from homeschooling. Right. Yeah. I mean, that was really interesting. What, what an interesting concept. So she said that her daughter announced in, uh, I want to say March, that she hated reading. <laughs> she just hated reading. And so she decided to do some de-schooling. And if you're new to, to homeschooling, yeah, this right. term de-schooling is usually reserved for when a student has been in either public or private school yeah. and they start coming home, they come home for homeschooling and they're, they're, their brain, I think they're, they're not emotionally ready to accept that change of homeschool, like they're so, whatever happened in public school for mm-hmm. them, whether mm-hmm. it was bullying or whether it was a, a real challenge with some, with some certain subject like reading or math and they some just, social emotional stuff. yeah, they, they've closed off their brain. They don't want to do it. They, there's this period that they call de-schooling where you just don't focus on that. You give them a break, yeah. you let them relax and calm down. And then when you pick that back up, you pick it back up in such a way that it, it's not, uh, it's not re re-triggering whatever, you know, trauma what or frustration, frustration, whatever yeah. that was yeah. that you, you know, you try to give, give them a chance to kind of heal from that and then you can start fresh. And so she did this 
though she's a homeschooler, and I've actually never heard of this before, and I thought it was really cool. Well, we, and, you know, we kind of, the way you describe it, is we kind of did this with our own reading curriculum, where we kind of stepped back and said, okay, we're just going to do light reviews with our daughter this, basically this spring, yeah. to do reading, but not totally step away. Right, and I think total de-schooling is like just, you know what, we're oh, just going to stop. Take a break, yeah. We're just going to stop. And she said since they did the de-schooling, her daughter has read a bunch of chapter books on her own. Wow. She's voiced interest in starting the spelling curriculum again. She's learning to type, along with some other stuff. So de-schooling totally worked for her family so i think that's really an interesting thing i i never thought of de-schooling as something that we could do as homeschoolers outside of you know pulling a kid out of a traditional school setting so i think that was a really great she's still running her her cottage school she's getting new curriculum ready for the fall so like her she's she's doing great she's going gangbusters talk about that like you know we tend to have that fear of taking a step back or two steps back and we feel we're going to lose ground but maybe taking a step back could be two or three steps forward and, and this is a great example of that yeah, you're you're totally right. So our next interview was Lindy, Lindsay Middlemiss, and she's actually a local person right down the road from us. We yeah, back in January. January, right? It was a long time. Um, she was also she's a homeschooler of a, a boy and a girl, I think. Yeah, um, so. kind of like middle elementary, upper elementary level, and um, she's really into books. I, I remember that was like a big thing for her. Yeah, uh, really reading a lot of books. They um, do. Un- they practice on schooling. Practice as well. on schooling, but you know. I think since then you've said that they've made a lot of gains here where they're starting to, you know, get out of the pandemic, get back out into, you know, kind of a co-op. Um, I believe they're going to be doing some writing classes. Right. It's really, she said, she said there's some great stuff going on for them. So um, their 11 year old is signed up for a one day a week writing class, which yeah, was a huge step. Awesome. She said that four and a half years ago when they left, <laughs> her child left school, they were like, I'm never going to write again. I hate it. Well, it and seems, now seems reasonable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now they're signing up for a full day class, awesome. which is great. And then um, both of her kids are going to be doing a full day of classes at a co-op in the fall as well. So they've Man, got a couple awesome. of things I'm going on. I'm so glad on. to hear people getting back out into their kind of social circles. Finding their, their, yeah, community, finding their community, right? Tribe. Finding their tribe. Yeah. That's great. Um, and so, and then their, uh, her oldest child has actually started doing a work share Whoa. at the stables. They've been having horsemanship I'm classes. In, at. I'm interested in that. that I know. Idea. I was asking her we, more about that. We were talking about this with our daughter. We're already starting to prep, you know, when, when is this child going to start working? Well, we were just yeah. talking about how do you continue to <laughs> challenge them and how do you exactly. give them more varied experience than they well, could get in school, especially for, for, as they get older. For the big thing for us is the responsibility, right? With every, you know, time they want to kind of blossom and be their own person, you want to give them a little bit of responsibility on the back end of that, right? So yeah. that they... They can start to feel like they're, you know, they get freedom, but they also have more responsibility. Become, you know, an adult and a normal person. Yeah, right? and give and give them these cool experiences. Exactly. So she said that these workshare classes um, are, you know, in exchange for the horsemanship uh, or workshare at the stables and is in exchange for the horsemanship classes. And this work experience is really great because uh, this child wants to go into veterinary medicine for college. Oh, what so a great, what a great way to like great. not only earn your classes but also get this experience that could help inform you about whether this is the career that you want to pursue later. So I thought that was really exciting. Lindsay was great to have if you haven't listened to her interview it's excellent you have to go back and listen She's to it wonderful. and uh, i think we're going to be hearing from her again on the podcast yeah, i believe you, um, you you lined up something with her yeah she, she's, she's coming back yeah she's got a lot of good information about she's done a lot of homeschool books that i just frankly have not had time to read uh and so, i want to hear i want to hear all hear about, about it, them yeah. so i think so, we're going to be like bringing our, her back our, our book our danielle dabs for books right yeah <laughs> I, just, I don't have time i can't games, read yeah. them all um but i i want to outsource a little bit because i want to hear about some of these amazing homeschool exactly. books that i haven't been able to get to uh next catch up on another interview was moselle um who right, had which kind is of a also tween, first of the year yeah i know she was a tween teenager um range a little bit of an older older set of kids that yep. we 
you know, she might have had three. So if, if you're listening, that, that might be a great interview to hear more of the dynamics of, you know, what you do on the, you know, with an older. Right. With an older we just student. don't have that experience with and she, younger kids. She was, a, uh, she worked at a dance studio. Her daughter was a dance, um, you know, accomplished dancer and, mm-hmm. and spent a lot of time dancing. I believe her son now has chosen to go, go to high school. Yep. So yes. I think for her younger kiddos, they're doing, still doing uh, the parent partnership program okay, cool. um, with Port Gardner. And then. Um, her, yeah, her older son, he, he oldest decided that he wanted to try going to regular high school. So, and she said, you know, homeschooling will always be here for you if you, if you don't like that. So they're going to give that a try. So I think it's interesting too, to see, you know, that's a family that's now going to be, that's going to be split. You're going to have some folks who are, uh, who are still homeschooling and Mm -hmm. another who's going to public school. And there's a lot of families like that, um, who, you know, it's great that they have the option to choose what works for everybody you know right and she was really open about you know this will always be here for you if this is what you want to go back to absolutely in our last interview that we had uh, goes all the way back to october of last year um she has a large house and a lot of kids um i think we i think we we've we've guessed five i think it was five we think it was five she had kind of a range it was a range from basically a baby all the way up to fourth grade, right? Um, and kind of spreading that spectrum. So if you're sitting there right now and you're like, "My goodness, I got three. You need to go listen to Leah's interview. Yeah, her interview is amazing because yeah. she had kids that were kind of. She had her oldest child was clearly gifted in Very multiple gifted, subjects. Yeah. Her middle child, or her 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 next oldest, her son, um, had some suspected ADHD. Yep. Couldn't sit still and needed to do his work in a different way. Then she's got another child who kind of, you know. Middle of the road would have been fine in school. And then I think her four-year-old was also presenting some gifted reading. Yeah, like reading early. So yeah. so she had kind of that to manage. And then she and her husband were college professors. Wow. So it's a lot of work. If you want to hear a show about like organization and like planning and finding, you know, figuring out how to make it work with that many kids, as long as, you know, a, a complex schedule isn't going to stress you out. This is a really great episode to listen to because she had a fantastic schedule. So let's get the update on on the gifted fourth grader who's now fifth grade who's now in college. Right. Yeah. So (laughs) her fifth grader is going to be taking um, two high school level classes this fall for math and science. And she's doing uh, intermediate algebra and biology at the community college. So I asked her a little bit more about the community college. She said, you know, it can look a lot of ways. In their case, they have there's an underage waiver for placement and a placement test. Um, so, uh, after she did that, she was all good to go. So that's the school where she teaches. So I think that that's why that kind of worked out. But I thought that was really interesting. You've got a fifth grader who's taking community college classes. And I was asking her, like, there's an upper bound on that. At some point, she's not going to be able to go any further until you're like talking full university and, but she'll be like late middle school, early high school, like what is that going to look like? And so she really just said, you know, they didn't, they don't want her to go to university early because she's really, even though she's academically so advanced, she's, she does, she's not emotionally yeah, ready yeah. to go, to go any earlier she's than 18. Yeah, well, no, but I mean, if you think about it, like if she's starting to take community college classes now, she yeah, could right. be, she could be like 15 and be ready for full college. Right. And I, so I was wondering like, how does that work? And so she said, you know, they're not going to have her enroll early, physically um but she, but could, she could take some correspondence calculus classes right so she's gonna like she's gonna do some some they've got a very strong community college system there i think she's in colorado um they've got a lot of degree granting programs so she's planning that she's gonna get her uh, bachelor's in biology um 
and uh, do an art program at the community college before graduating high school. So at this point, if she takes these classes and keeps up with them, she will actually have a bachelor's from that community college. It's like a community college on the verge of becoming a full college. We've known yeah. a couple of those that are, they, they kind of, they offer that, so much that spring into full. Exactly. College status, yeah. And since she works there, I think that's easier. I think she probably feels more comfortable about well, her yeah, daughter yeah. going She's there. She's probably there and she probably takes her to class and stuff. Right. Like that, yeah. And then, so when, once she would be 18, then she would go and pursue a second degree. She's looking at ocean science right now. So it's interesting, you know, kind of when you listen to it, when I first listened to her interview. Is she going for ocean engineering? <laughs> no. Does she need a mentor? Oh my gosh. Wink, wink. Yeah. Ariel. <laughs> so how do you engineer the ocean? Oh boy. How many times did you get that dead joke? Yeah, that was silly. But so it's interesting because when you first hear her interview, you think like, oh man, boy, that's easy. You've got a kid who's, you know, in first or second grade and doing all this advanced math and reading. It's like, oh man, and works independently. Her daughter loves, yeah. does it really like just she's very academic. She wants to work, she wants to do her math every day and she doesn't have to be pushed. It's like, wow, that's great. But then there's the flip side of the coin is that that runway runs out at some point and then are you ready for them to, you know, they need to continue to be academically challenged but they're not yeah. emotionally mature enough to do the other parts of it. So that really presents can, a challenge. It can be very challenging for somebody who like all of a sudden you have to teach calculus and you know, like that's not your jam, right? You're going to have to outsource that work. Like we talked about this as a joke. Yeah. I said, I could probably take her through undergrad math and physics and maybe some chemistry, but like I couldn't, I don't think I could go much beyond that. Well, right. And thankfully yeah. we're STEM people. If because you that's weren't, my, that was my, that was my track. Yeah. If I had know. an art degree, I would not be able to do that maybe, no, or, I, or, or I could learn it with her, but or, that would be very difficult. Or even if she had like an interest in history or English or maybe another language or something of that nature, I, I, it, the runway would run out really fast. Oh, yeah, I can't. Yeah. yeah, at some point, I wouldn't be much we, help to her. We would have English. to outsource that. And that's an interesting kind of a theme, especially with maybe some people who have some of the older older students who are starting to think about, you know, I'm running out of runway here on my yeah. capability of teaching these classes at a, you know, a competent level. And I'm going to have to start outsourcing to, you know, some type of classwork or some community college Right, there could be out school or, classes or yeah, community college classes. You're going to have or, to do that type of thing. And, yeah. and that's that just presents a very different style of home education. Because right now, you know, a lot of the people listening are all, you know, doing elementary. And you know what? Math, you know, it's easy. Multiplication it, it's division. Not, it's not that bad. You know, learning a little bit of history, doing some, you know, you know, chapter book reading, doing some composition work. It's not that, you know, it's, it's not something we do every day. But it's something that's not challenging to teach. But once you get to those like high school level classes, you start to think about like this would be a challenge for me. Like I'd have yeah. to prepare for Even middle school classes. You yeah. know, a U.S. history course mm-hmm. for a senior level class uh, in high school for Civil War history or something like that. I couldn't just like, oh yeah, I could do this right off the cuff. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, I got this. <laughs> right. It's not like teaching simple addition where you can figure it out. No, it's totally true. So I thought it was really interesting that that's their approach, and I think it definitely is different. She and her husband are both professors yeah. that they they probably feel differently about and and know more of the academic options. But I thought that was interesting. She also gave the update that her. Um, her fourth grader, who had trouble sitting still, um, he's he's going to be really easy this year, she said. Uh, he's made some really big breakthroughs in his oh, wow. writing and his ability to stay focused this spring. Um, so she's really optimistic about things for him this year. Um, and she has a second grader and a kindergartner, too. Uh, so they're going to be doing the around the world 
um, study with Build Your Library we, we, Zero. We have so no idea how that goes. <laughs> yeah. So they're taking full advantage of summer, and everything is going really well for them. They've been doing. They've been at the beach. They've been doing dance camps and wilderness camps and horse camps. And she's camps. starting teaching. Um, scheduling her fall term to work where she teaches. So they're trying to kind of juggle all that. And then, yes, her baby turns two this year. So she'd be doing that too. So, yeah, she has five right now. So she is going to be – she's going to be juggling quite a bit. Uh, but that was a really fun interview to do. That's we loved talking wonderful. to Leah. So it I felt was. like I was – we felt like we were being schooled on our own podcast because she really was super mom. She and was. it sounded really complex. But I think one of the things I really took away from her interview was finding the right thing for every kid and giving was, them yeah, that every personalized kid had their own, yeah, thing, yeah. experience. That's wonderful. So it was fun to catch up with everybody. I was, was so excited to was. be like, how is well, everybody? Are you still thank you for doing around? The, yeah, thank you for doing still the groundwork. And everybody got with, back with you really quick. Everyone was, was, well, you know what the thing is? I, I have to say 100% that every single person we've interviewed for this podcast has been lovely. Yeah, Everyone we've interviewed. I also, I, I forgot, I also reached out to... Ryan Billingsley of Dad Suggests. He was our first unschooling interview. He His family's in Arkansas, mm-hmm. and he said that they are doing terrific as well. Um, so his daughter is actually asked to go to a nature school. So for mm-hmm. the last few months, they've been doing that. And it is a, like a full-time, but there's no... Uh, there's no requirement to be there every day or penalty if you're not there every day. So they, they go most days, but cool. there are some days that they don't. And then they're stu- still doing their, um, you know, what, what they would normally do at home for Absolutely. her other unschooling activities. So and, she's really loving and, it. And I remember his interview, his big focus was just get them to learn to read, yeah. read, 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 read a million books. And once they can learn to read, they've got all the tools to do everything they want to do, and it opens up the door. Exactly. Their real intentional work, he said, is reading and writing. So yep. they're really keeping up with that. So she's really loving awesome. that nature school. Um, they really spend all days out in the park, he said. They're, they aren't strict about arrival times or missing days and things. So it's really nice. She's studying piano, and then his awesome. son is still completely at home, and he's getting into coding. So they're trying to find a good class for him to teach him JavaScript. So... That's uh, that's been big, and they've been doing lots of swimming and dancing and gymnastics and things this this summer. So Life his family's tough. been that busy sounds, too. This sounds amazing. Yeah, I think it sounds amazing as Absolutely. well. It was just it was great to catch up with everybody. Absolutely. So let's get into a few of our favorite episodes. We'll oh, just, I love this part. We'll it was funny. It was like choosing children. I was like that one. Oh, and that one. That one and this one. one. Oh, oh this no, one. we got to talk about this one. I, there were so many great. These are our informational episodes. So if you're new to the podcast, we try to do. Um, on our, our Monday show, it's either an interview or an informational and, uh, or something fun like this. And then on Thursday we do our short bite episodes where we do a review of something or a cool book we found or something short that we can talk about. So these are some of our big informationals. I do lots of research for these. And then we try to give as comprehensive of coverage mm-hmm. as we can to that topic. So I think they're really great, but these are our favorite ones Absolutely. this year. So, so the big one, it was Ariel's both. We did a, a podcast episode of, on it and also a YouTube video series that Ariel poured her heart and soul into. Although now that I look back after having lost so much weight, I'm like, ooh, <laughs> I, I look a little round and red in those videos, but you're still forgive be- me. You're a beautiful woman. Be quiet. <laughs> so you did your zero to homeschool. I think it was one of the cool coolest episodes we've done and the one of the best video series that will have just legs forever which kind of step-by-step walks you through you know what does it take to start homeschooling all the various little pieces and you did everything in like little five minute uh inter- you know little videos yeah. 
I'll make sure to link the playlist if you want to go and watch those. And the episode's really good too, where we just talk about like starting from nothing. Yeah. What do you need to do to start homeschooling? And one of the big influ- emphasis is that we have in that episode and even in the series on YouTube is we're just trying to be really encouraging. It's all very yeah. practical advice of how to get started, but it's also just... I, sometimes I see these these like how to get started things and they're overwhelming. Yeah, they and are. I just tried to be very like intentional about these are the steps. Little, you know, bite-sized pieces. Yes, these are the steps that you need to take. So if you are out there and you're feeling overwhelmed about starting homeschooling, please, you know, watch the videos or if you want to listen, listen to the podcast. It's similar information. Um, and that can help you to just, you know, how to get started calmly without being overwhelmed and then you can hopefully once you have those pieces in place you can you know dive further if you want but i tried to make it i tried to simplify the process so that it wasn't so scary because i know it can be like there's so much out there you can just be super overwhelmed Yeah, you always see the posts on facebook or on our the homeschooling subreddits that i'm on it's like i'm starting homeschooling i don't even know where to begin and that's what this is supposed to address where do we where do you start yeah but hey you've already come to this podcast so you're already (laughs) started in a good direction (laughs) next one homeschool fomo oh my gosh you guys i still struggle with this i mean come on we put out an episode about how to not like squirrel you know and just feel like we had to do all the things that we had to do we had to do everything all at once because we're gonna miss out our kids are gonna miss it i've got to do everything this is the biggest one I struggle with. I feel like this is well, a... Especially in the summer now. Do what I say, not when, what I do thing. When, when everybody's <laughs> getting geared up for the coming year, they're like, oh, I'm going to do oh it all. my gosh. You know? I just, I can't resist like the, the Target buy two, get one sales. I just keep going like, oh, I can't miss this book. I can't miss this book. And you're like, when are we using that book? I don't know. Shut up. <laughs> I need it. It will find I just, a home. I, I really struggle with that. It's very hard at some point to step back and say, I don't need to do all the things. So if this is something that you struggle with, Matt will link this episode too in the show notes. Check this out. I think it's good to hear it, even if it I still is still something that I struggle with. Well, it gives me yeah. perspective. And that was one of the takeaways with our around the world journey. If you go back and listen to our review on the build your light torch build your library, build your light, torchlight, torch library. <laughs> uh, uh combined combination. Sorry guys. Uh and that was one of the things we talked about where we went through the curriculum. We found things we did, just didn't work and we just removed them. And, yeah. And, and at first I wanted things. to do everything. Yeah, I was yeah. like, we have to do it. I don't want to miss any part of it. And some activities just was just didn't resonate. So we just didn't do them. And yeah. So, or we didn't have time. And yeah. I was like, you know, I'm not going to beat myself up about I, this. I think we've become, I think we've become a little more, more loose in this last year. Just saying, okay, what, what works best for our student Yeah, and really gravitate in that direction, try new things periodically, but really just kind of focus on what works best for them and not overload them. I, I know that's been a big thing that I've tried, even though we've done one, two, three, four math curriculums in the last year, um, completed them all. <laughs> but, you know, I don't feel like I'm overwhelming them. I'm moving at her speed and it's, I, I don't feel like I'm missing out anything, right? I'm right. missing out anything or I feel like, I, oh, I got to do this thing. Especially right now when I'm going through right start math, there was a lot of overlap with the math mammoth. I'm seeing sections. I'm like, she knows inequalities. I, 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 instead of doing this whole section, I'm just going to give her randomly three inequality questions and she gets them hundred percent correct. I move on. She remembers yeah. it. She knows what to do. I'm not going to worry about missing right. out on anything. So really just like embracing the knowledge, m- moving through your materials. Don't feel like you're missing out on things. Don't try to grab too many things and put them back in. I really tried to, I found it like one point of the year we, our morning basket was too much. 
I had yeah. like seven books that she was working on and we were moving through all of them very slowly. And I'm like, whoa, what am I doing here? This is, this yeah, is kind of crazy. Why am I doing this? So I, I pared it down, had her only work on one or two at a time. We moved through that one, boom, we pulled in a new one. And once I got the whole the whole basket cleared out, I'm only putting one or two books in there. And yeah, and I think that's the right thing to do. Yeah, I, I think we, we got a little bit into that. And you know, everybody gets that way sometimes. And sometimes you need to step back and just realize you're not missing out on anything. We're, we're moving at a great pace. Yeah. She's it, doing a great job. It's hard. Yeah. You, you just, you're always afraid that you, and you want to give your kids everything exactly. and you want to give them the world. And it's hard to stop yourself at some point and not overwhelm yourself and them. We did a three part episode on scheduling. Oh, this is so good, you guys. So each episode focuses on a different scale. So there's a, there's a, a scheduling, a weekly scheduling, monthly and yearly. Yeah. And so it talks about, and what I like about these episodes is I tried to go through the different ways you could plan it, mm-hmm. give you ideas of like, okay, if you want to do planning by block here, or if you want to plan your year to start this date and this date, and this mm-hmm. is how this could work. It gives you lots of different ideas that you could try on for size. So if you're a new homeschooler and you're not sure how you're going to plan this year, how you're going to plan each month of what you're going to do and how your daily schedule is going to go. I think that's actually what it was. It was daily, daily, weekly, daily, weekly, yearly. yearly. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't weekly, monthly. It's been a while. Anyways, Point being, there are different scales of how to schedule. Different methods. Each of them give you different methods. Yeah. And so you can just listen to those, see what, try something on for size, see what might work for you and be like, oh, that resonates with me. Because it's funny how different types of planning work differently for different folks, Mm -hmm. uh, different strokes for different folks. (laughs) So this will give you lots of different ideas. So if you're new to homeschool and you're like, I'm not sure how to plan all this stuff, what are my options? These are good episodes to talk through the different ways. Absolutely. Kitchen classroom. That's a big thing for Ooh, us. If you followed our YouTube videos on the around the world journey with the build your library torch light combination. <laughs> I got it right there. And uh, <laughs> you, you know that, you know, we are big in the kitchen. We are big on the food. Yeah. Our daughter um, loves to cook and she's been cook. cooking a lot more since we did that episode. We actually, made, we made muffins yesterday. We made cake earlier this week. We were doing cooking. Yeah. We like the kitchen. We like to make food. We like to, you know, for us, uh, food is a, is a great centerpiece. Um, sitting at the table, eating meals together is a very important thing for us. We, it's a good yeah. connection time for us. Yep. No and phones, no, no, no internet, no, no TV, like no nothing. And we just get to sit around and make jokes and talk and do all those fun things. So food is like kind of a connecting period for us. And that's yeah, always is. been an important thing for our family. And the kitchen is kind of that centerpiece and center point for that. And we like mm-hmm. to cook with, you know, you know, a lot of, you know, whole ingredients and, you know, we don't make quesadillas and chicken nuggets too often. Lately, we, a little bit lately. <laughs> well. <laughs> with our Hello Fresh meals, which we're not sponsored by, um, <sighs> the kids don't tend to like those as much. <laughs> well, sometimes I really more, it's more Although that I feel I just don't want to, she's getting pretty good with it. I just don't feel it's worth paying for them yeah, exactly. because I don't know if they're going to eat it. Yeah, um, the little ones going to be like, I hate chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yesterday you ate it. Yesterday you know how it is. She's three. Um, so yeah, Kitchen Classroom. This episode is really great because it's it's about how to get your kids in the kitchen with you. Yeah, exactly. Some of our tips and tricks for how to set yourself up for success so that you have a good experience and they have a good experience. How you choose like appropriate activities based on their age. How you choose really great recipes. How, how do you think you fared with making muffins with a three-year-old? How close to doom were you? A couple times? So I, I thought it was safe to let her put the blue, grab the blueberries and put them in the bowl. I didn't realize that in the middle of it, she would trip over 
nothing and, and the whole bowl and the- put her arm down on the edge of the bowl and spill batter all over herself on the counter. I didn't <laughs> foresee that one. Um, so you it know was, what you can remember that movie Final Destination where it was it, there was these elaborate ways these characters would get snuffed out. And, <laughs> right, and it was like yeah. a horror movie. And it was just so elaborate. That was one of those things where it's like here, put blueberries in blueberries to elbow to spilling the bowl to batter all over mom. Right, like it just yeah. there was no reason. I don't even know what happened. I she slipped on n- nothing. There was nothing going on i don't know what happened um so something sometimes things still do go pear-shaped but i think that episode is really great if you want to get your kids in the classroom get your kids in the kitchen helping you or making things for themselves there's a lot of good stuff in there and there's also we talked a lot about what to do if you don't feel very comfortable as a cook yourself because that's something that's like oh everybody kitchen classroom like what do you do though if you feel a little bit uncomfortable cooking and and teaching cooking to your kids so we talk a lot about it in that episode it's something we really like to do um make that sous vide uh, reverse seared steak for your husband on his birthday (laughs) 130 degrees we don't have a sous vide machine we can't we're getting into the barbecue right now we can't uh that's what we're into we can't we can't uh go and do the sous vide machine (laughs) i don't need another gadget we don't need another gadget not if not for our kitchen we're purging gadgets uh next one quiet time this is a bit one of the big things that we've been instituting in the last year our daughter loves quiet time it's one of her favorite parts of the day she Right around three o'clock, she kind of looks at me and goes, "Hey, hey, Daddy, is is sister ready for nap time yet?" <laughs> and that's my, my. I look back at her and go, "Listen, we don't want to want our child, our sister, will get away from us just so we can go listen to our audiobooks. and do Lego and do Legos." But she th- she does want her sister to go away. So she could do like it's nice, you know. We talk about why quiet time is so important for your kids, why it's important for you and your relationship and your homeschool. Quiet time. If you're not instituting some form of quiet time, either for your kids or for your whole family, even uh, we talk about lots of ideas with quiet time. It's it's something that really, when we lose touch with our quiet time, Mm -hmm. it affects all of us, and we have to kind of get it back because we all kind of need that. Well, it's been one of own space. I, I think it's you know, even though it's audio, so she's not reading. Um, books, her literacy and uh, available, um, you know, the her vocabulary has exploded. Right. She gets to read books, you know, not just she was doing the Harry Potter books and she would be re-listening to the Harry Potter books over and over. She got kind of tired of that, and so she moved on to like the Nicholas Flamel series. She ripped through all six of those books. Now she's getting into uh, the Penny Royal Academy, so she's ripping through those books. She has the ability to listen to these amazing books in audio format. It takes her a week to get through one of them. She loves it. And she gets to do Legos while she does it. And it's a quiet time for me as well to be able to, you know, we we do a little bit of home education right before that. But, you know, for me to get a little quiet time myself is, I think, very, very important. I think it's really important. I think it's great, too, to use the audio books because that's a a book that we could read to her. But having a younger sibling there, we, we don't always have time to sit and read multiple chapter books every day with yeah. her. You know, we've got several going at once. So the audiobook's a good way for her to do that and hear someone it. else reading. But also it's it, the thing that we've seen a lot with the audiobooks in her quiet time. Now, there's a lot of different things you could do during quiet time, but for just to use ours as an example with the audiobooks, you know, for her to be able to come back and tell us these complex stories and be proud that she knows the story and that we don't know about the story, that she has to explain the story to us. Yeah, that's been really cool. That's a really fun thing for her. And, and, and she's been really enjoying that being kind of like, this is her own secret knowledge that mm-hmm. she wants to then share with us. I think it's been, 
you know, a really cool experience for her. And I've enjoyed hearing her recant all these tales and how <laughs> wild some of these stories are. The, the Nicholas Flamel series sounds like a wild s- series. So, you know, if you want to get a chance, go get into that one. I, yeah, we'll put a link in the show notes. Absolutely. She's loving it. Next thing we talked about is our parent partnership. Mm-hmm. We had a couple episodes both on, you know, what is a parent partnership, how our parent partnership is going. I think it was a midpoint. And then we talked about at the end how it went. And yeah, this was our have, first year at our parent partnership. We have our enjoyed local that. One. You know, if, if you don't know what a parent partnership is, it's basically a, uh, basically it's a public school um, that allows, that is built for homeschoolers. They yeah. do a number of enriching classes, but also there's core classes that if you want to take those as well, but they are assuming that every single child that is on campus and our campus tends to be one of the larger parent partnerships here in Washington. I think we have like six, 700 students, 800, 800 babe, potential 800. students on our, yeah. on our campus. It's a lot of kids and every single one of them is a homeschooling student. Yeah, it's really cool. There's a number of them that are doing running start, the older students. So they, I think 70% of them are running start. It's wild. That are going to local community college. They will graduate high school with a a two-year degree at the local community college. With a lot of the younger students, they're taking, you know, math classes, reading classes. They're also taking tumbling classes and dance classes and robotics and and a whole myriad of of enrichment um, from woodworking to clay sculpture to art to you know, drawing to whatever right. it is. Whatever. Our daughter had such an enriching kindergarten year. I mean, as a kindergartner, she was doing robotics yeah. and Irish step dancing and uh, a Lego master's class, this woodworking. Year, this coming year, she's awesome. doing uh, tumbling, some uh, painting, sculpture, zoology, um, more dance. Yeah, uh, and uh, some other cooking, cooking, cooking. Uh, w- uh, with books. It's like a yeah. so they like read reading. a book and then they, they cook what was in the book, or or they they cook something that was inspired by the book. Exactly. Yeah. And then she's also going to be doing the basics of sewing. She's sewing, very yes. excited about that. So yeah, I mean, it's really cool what you can choose, and you can choose to complement your homeschool however best for you. So we we're treating it as like almost an does two things. It does a lot of enriching classes, things that we normally would pay for, like dance classes or sure. gymnastics. And then it also allows her to have that social um, experience, mm-hmm. being able to meet other kids, you know, boys and girls that are homeschoolers And make other homeschool well. friends, yeah. Exactly. Every single one of those kids has their parent who does all of their homeschooling at home, and then they come to the school for a couple of days a week. It's very much like a very elaborate co-op with like 400 classes. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it's very cool. And the possibilities are really endless there. Um, the, they it, add classes. We yeah. asked for this basics of sewing class exactly. ourselves, actually. we Because we, she wanted one and there wasn't one for kids her age. Um, and they made the class and there was enough other parents interested in it that they were able to hold the class just because we asked yeah. to have it. Yeah, we had, really cool. we had two events, I think, at the end of the year um, that really drove home how, you know... I tended to go on the certain days and I tended to be around a lot of, a lot of little kids. And so I never really saw into the other rooms where there are these older students Yeah. and there's other days that I never, I didn't go to, I didn't go to the campus and there were classes happening there as well. And they did this, um, kind of end of the year spectacular. And then they did a performance art, performance art type of end of the year, um, presentation. The first one was like a STEM science engineering, um, math, uh, art type of end of the year thing was kind of this huge bazaar. Took up the whole two whole gyms, a whole kind of like center courtyard area, and there were like hundreds of kids showing presentations, poster boards, of all the work that the of projects, all the work done and the projects they did. And, and you just like you you have to take you took a step back and go, my goodness, look at how much is going on at this school. It's this amazing. is incredible. There's hundreds of kids here showing off what they've done for the year. It's amazing. 
And then we did the performance arts one where we saw all the ballet and tap and the Irish step dance and it was in the music, and the fiddle, and the fiddle class. class. It's and cool. it's just, and you're seeing these like a hundred students. And then in the stands, you turn around and you go, there's a thousand people here yeah. watching these kids give these presentations. It's like, my goodness, the school is huge. It's like, you just don't appreciate it because when I'm there, I'm interacting with like the same 50 adults right. and the same 50 kids. You just kids, don't right? realize and it's just it was just so amazing to see how many people were, were there. So and and what I loved about that whole experience was that was this is a K through 12 school. Mm-hmm. And so because of that uh, our daughter was up there doing her Irish step dance performance alongside uh, kids who were in early high school and those kids were so kind and took such a mentorship spirit with the younger kids and helped them and i love to see that interaction between old and young kids and and how that can really work because usually in a normal school your kids only going to see the other kids that are right in their class and even if they got with another class of older students i just don't think you'd see that kind of kinship Um, but i was so so impressed by the way that the older students supported the younger students it just was so heartwarming so we had a, a a couple really cool um kind of informational is talking a little bit more of like the psychology around homeschooling. We had both the lazy homeschooling and uh, an episode on the naysayers. Yeah. Lazy homeschooling was a really interesting one for, you know, when you just. It kind of, kind of goes with the FOMO episode where we got to kind of say, we got to relax a little sometimes. Right. Yeah. Sometimes it was like, okay, what do we need to do when we need to take a step back and we just want to you know, we're, we're sick or we've got something else going on and you know, how can we adapt our homeschool? So yeah. that one is a really good episode. Yeah, I like that. Especially with, you know, illnesses and pandemic and, and just life getting in the way. And sometimes emo- getting emotionally, emotionally overwhelmed burned out, yeah. or burned out. Um, you know, we had an episode on being burned out in our first season, but this one was more just about like, you know, how do we take a day where no one is feeling into this? right you you wake up in the morning and you're like i don't want to do this today or your kids wake up and they don't want to do it how do you take those days which could just be lost Mm -hmm. and turn them into something that is enriching for you and your kids is steeped in connection together Mm -hmm. and helps you recharge your batteries so that you're ready to go forth the next day or the next week. I mean, it may not be one day, it may be several days that you need to get out of this funk or somebody's not feeling well, you're just not into it. These are some ideas for you to really lock in, reconnect with your kids. Um, And and it's not going to be, oh, those were wasted days because we didn't do our math curriculum, right? So you can feel like they were still really valuable and meaningful days. So I think that's really great. Well, and then I think the FOMO episode and the lazy, you know, the FOMO is something that we are driving or, you know, we're trying to not to miss out on, you know, learning or mm-hmm. certain directions that our children can go. Coupled with the lazy homeschooling where we're trying to say, you know, sometimes it's okay for us to relax. Sometimes it's okay right. for us to have down days. And the reasons why I think a lot of times we have that kind of psychology is because we have the naysayers out there who are possibly telling us that this is maybe the wrong thing to do and we're trying yeah. to overcompensate sometimes. We feel a lot of pressure. We feel a lot of pressure. And so that naysayer episode, I thought, dovetailed with some of those episodes as kind of like, well, I'm feeling this pressure. How do I handle that and, and whatnot? Right. Like, I don't want to, if, if we miss a day, we, we miss these days or, you know, we... Um, you know, we don't get to this extracurriculum this I year failed. or something. I failed at yeah, it, 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 does that mean that my mother-in-law was right when she said that we should have never homeschooled no, and that we were going to ruin our kids? Is never right, <laughs> and you can take that to the bank. <laughs> so that that episode is about how to how to 
how to look at it with perspective when people come to you and they're not supportive of your homeschool journey. Yeah. Um, and this is this is what to do when it's a stranger, exactly. what to do when it's your family or your friends. Um, and we gave some kind of ideas of good responses that you can kind of just canned responses that you can give if you don't want to engage people. And if you do want to engage, what are some constructive ways to engage? So if you're new to homeschooling and you're getting pushback from people around you, or you feel really flustered when somebody out in the store in the middle of the day is like, why are your kids not in school? Um, that's a great episode to listen to because I think it gives good perspective. And my my overall, you know, too long didn't read uh, is the proof is in the pudding with your kids. Mm-hmm. And whatever you say or whatever, you know, your mother-in-law chooses to believe, they will see with your kids over time that it will pan out, right? So yeah. it, it, it's one of those things that I always took solace in that because anyone who ever didn't believe that this was the right thing for us, I was like, well, you know what? Give me a few years. You'll be eating those words. It's always Ooh. what I thought was like, you know, Those my kids, words. yeah, my kids will prove it. And it's funny because when we first started this, like your mom, my mother-in-law was not super. What did I say? Still stand by it. Right. Was <laughs> She She was not super excited that we were going to homeschool. And it's funny because no, she, she, she wasn't like a really negative naysayer. She was just kind of more like worried. Like, are you sure you want to do that? But I won't won't they be unsocial? And she just felt really uncomfortable. You could feel how uncomfortable she was about it in her responses. And now seeing our daughter, I want to say your mom is like the biggest homeschool evangelist. She tells everybody if they're like struggling with something, she's like, have you checked out homeschooling? You have to try homeschooling. My granddaughter's homeschooled. It's amazing. She's so intelligent. She's so well-spoken. She's out there pushing the podcast. She really, yeah, she does. Screaming at people from stoplights. You should try homeschooling. Oh, she does. She's always like, I told this lady in the store, she should check out your podcast because she's interested in maybe homeschooling her kid. Random lady And she's like, I told him how great homeschooling has been for your family. She's just, she's super supportive and it's really funny because I never expected her to get on that bandwagon so quick. I thought it was going to take a few more years. Our daughter's only six and a half. But even in this short time period, she's seen how how, um, much she's blossomed and how many great things we've been able to do with her as homeschoolers. So, you know, if you don't have time to listen to that episode, I think it is a great episode. But if you don't, the too long didn't read is it'll all prove out in the end. (laughs) Just wait. It'll it'll come. Exactly. Next one, though, I think one of our, our... quote unquote big gets this year was getting to interview Maria Miller. Oh yes, um, the creator of Math Mammoth. And Maria was lovely. She was really nice. She was really Super nice. Super duper nice. Wonderful, wonderful. She called us from Belize and she was on video and I just I I felt like I needed a vacation when we got done because I was like, oh she had the birds in the background. Kid, yeah. Random kid walking by behind her. But it was her. also sunny. Well. Yeah, and she's a she's, well. she's a homeschool mom and a creator of this curriculum and she walked us through that and we were super excited. So yeah. if you haven't chosen a math curriculum yet and you're not sure what I would definitely listen to the interview with maria yeah. and she talks a lot about teaching math and uh, yeah, I, thought, I thought her insights around the philosophy of education um around math is what she said right. is, i thought it was really insightful um really helped me focus on you know what what's important with respect to what i'm teaching the conceptual basis of you know kind of looping back on mm-hmm. concepts I, I i can say wholeheartedly that i think my daughter made some of the biggest math gains even though I, I, we, we like right, right start math, you know, that's the p- curriculum that I think she works best with. Right. Coming off of right start math and using math mammoth one, uh, math, uh, right start a, um, using math mammoth one as sort of like a review 
as a yeah, catch up. Yeah, practice. That was such a an amazing, you know, learning period for my daughter. I think she blossomed at that time. She she went through some, you know, just growing. She just grew up a little bit at that time. She made so many math gains. It's it's like hilarious how how well she's doing in math right now. And like we were doing it the other, we were playing a game the other day. We're like, okay. we said, okay, um, you know, you should uh, add up your cards there. And we're like, oh gosh, she's and not well, going to get and it we, right. And, and we were like, I was like, I, I almost stepped in to help her because it was just like multiple cards. They were each double digit cards. Mom, and she's like, it's 40. And, like, oh. and you looked at them and you're like, she's right. Honey. She's right. Sweetie. We're, we're sorry. We actually, in the same game that we played with her, and this is really funny, she made a move and we were we were both like, are you sure you want to do that? Do I don't think that you want to do that, honey. I think that you want to go over here and do this other thing. She's she goes, like, no. And no. She, she played a couple of cards and she bought a card that was for sale on the table that and both we of us like, had missed. Aaron, and she like had a full strategy Aaron figured and I, out. Errol and I looked at each other and we're like, sweetie, we are so sorry. You That was a wonderful play. Yeah, that <laughs> was a no wonderfully we strategic doing. play that you just made and uh, daddy and I are going to be quiet now. <laughs> yes, we are very, You've very got sorry. this. Speaking of also uh, blossoming in general is reading aloud. Um, our daughter has had a bunch of um, changes and improvements. We've done a lot of really focused work, um, both focused in the sense of how we approached it on our side, maybe not as intensive on her side, um, but with respect to reading, um, and then reading aloud has been a big, big, big thing for for us to you know read books to her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we we have been pushing books for a long time, but also reading aloud to her, and also doing some techniques around reading aloud to help her learn to read as well has been a big thing. So yeah, you've been reading, doing that lately. Yeah, reading just reading in general, reading aloud, you know, mm-hmm. audio books. Um, uh, some of the cadences that we're using now when we talk to her, um, you know, when I'm doing exercises with her, reading aloud has become a very big tool for us. And we had a really cool podcast talking all about all the ways you can read aloud, um, how you can approach that with your student. How you can find really good books. Find great books doing that. Um, we have been big into the reading aloud because she, she has really gravitated towards the listening mm-hmm. and, and she learns through listening. And that's that's a big thing that we've learned um, in the last year or so, is that that's something that she's really into. So, so that was a great wrap up of all of some of our favorite episodes of season two of Homeschool Together. Right. You yeah. should get the box set. <laughs> it has the extra material. That it has the director's <laughs> cut with us talking over the top of our podcast. Oh, that's you know, funny. It's, it's sort of like the was it the Mystery Science three, Theater three thousand <laughs> guys? She hates that show. I loved that show when I was younger. We're sitting there yucking it up in the back. Look at it. Look at what he doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. Look at those two. Look at those two idiots looking on their phones for notes the whole time they're podcasting. (laughs) (laughs) It was really, you know, it was a fun year. It was fun for us to look back at all the the episodes that we did and talk about our favorite ones and to listen back to some of the interviews and get those updates from those folks. And it was really nice. It has been a great year. We're we're so excited. We're we're so uh, thankful. Season, season three, it's going to be huge twists <laughs> yeah. and turns. You yeah, just right. wait for the extra characters that are coming in. Yeah, right. we're going to interview our dog Zoe. She's just laying there on the ground <laughs> like a big, big brown rug. We did interview our six year old. If you are new to the podcast, oh, we did right. interview her uh, this yeah. season, uh, not that long ago, about her experience, and we hope to do that every year so that yeah, you can get so. the perspective of the kid, the homeschool kid, which is I think is helpful. We should bring the three year old on, man. She just gab it up. <laughs> Yeah, maybe we're gonna have to change our intro at some point and and add the the three year old to it. But <laughs> you know, we're ultimately though seriously, we're so thankful we that are. we get to do this. We're thankful to be coming up here and celebrating two years of doing this wonderful podcast. And we love 
we love hearing from you guys. Uh, you know, when you send us messages that just say what we talked about was really helpful or you were stressed about something and you needed to hear whatever we had yeah. to say, like, it's just, it makes it all worth it. So we appreciate we you. We did a number of episodes. We got to, you know, give us ourselves a little credit here. We did a number I mean, of that's episodes. This entire episode has been giving us credit, but okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I know. I can't, I can't, pat, I, my, my back is raw from the padding. Yeah, that's um, right. But uh, a few of our episodes were requests from people in the community. That's and right. Like, especially our, the Canva episode that we just did uh, last week. Um, definitely, if you have ideas or you have something that you're, you're looking to, you know, learn about, or if you want to try us try to get somebody on the podcast who can, you know, talk about a certain topic, or try to find someone. We we did an ADHD podcast this year. Mm-hmm. Interview. She was great. She the was ADHD wonderful. expert was fantastic, Caitlin Mabry. And we did. You know, we we are trying to get people on. I'm there are a few. There's a few ideas that Ariel shook her head. I wanted to get somebody on here to talk about D and D as a as a as a learning tool. Ariel just shakes her head. I I just wasn't sure about exactly that one, but but I pitched it to you. Yeah, I, I don't pitch. know that you pitched it very well. But I did the pitch. I did the Shark Tank thing. And, Anyways. And, and Mrs. Wonderful over here says, <laughs> said, I'll, I'll invest in this idea 50% for $10. <laughs> <laughs> but but seriously, if you have ideas for the show or there's things that you really need help with, please reach out to us. Yep. We've had some folks reach out to us and we are considering a few episodes and working on them. Our informationals take quite a while for us to get together. But also, if you want us to interview somebody specifically, there's a book that you read yep. or somebody you heard about and you're like, oh, I would love to hear from that person or I would love to talk to a specialist in blank, mm-hmm. you know, let us know and we will reach out and find those people that you want to hear from. Um, so, you know, please, please interact with us. Uh, we love, love, love hearing from you. If you want to leave comments on the, the YouTube videos, we read everything. We read all the emails. We, we, we read all the messages. We appreciate you all. And, so yeah, thanks thanks for two years. Should we tease what's coming out in the next couple of weeks? Yep, we're doing a whole series on homeschooling on a budget, Ooh, and it's going to be yeah, that's right. We're going to be doing we're going to be zeroing in on you know how much should homeschooling really cost, yep. and what are great budget friendly ways uh, to get the key things that you need. Like, what do you really need to homeschool? Yeah. Um, what are the essentials, and you know what can you do to be really budget conscious? So we've got lots of ideas. We're going to do a series on that for those of you that are new to homeschooling, just getting started. Yep. Um, and even some of you veterans, maybe we'll give you a few ideas. So that's a, a big series that we're doing. Uh, we've got a lot Most of, of episodes. Will be that, that series. Yeah, we're going to be talking about more uh, curriculum as we finish things, and I'm sure we'll do a wrap up on the Harry Potter unit study we're in the middle of now. So we've got a few things. We've got lots of episodes planned. Yeah, be, beyond the code, uh, the intermediate thing which we're about to finish. So yeah, we'll do so a we'll probably talk that. about that. So yeah, there's been a lot. There's lots of good things coming. We have lots of plans and fun things that we want to do. Um, but uh, thanks for being here and Thank continue you. to help us spread the word through our third season um, and get us some more listeners and, and let us help some more families. Exactly. And if there's anyone that just wants to reach out and ask us questions or needs advice or there's anything we can help with, we are so happy to help you all. And, and we thank you. Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling!